Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of the Dirty Side of the Grid podcast, where we've turned up late to qualifying because we're stuck behind Nikita Mazepin. I'm Yusuf and this is my co-host Mohammed, and this is our kind of uh, review of this 2021 season. So having had a few weeks to kind of think about what happened, digest everything, what are your kind of thoughts on the season? I'd say, I don't know, overall it was entertaining, as we all know, but it's kind of, it's been interesting knowing the result to look back and see just in general the like hints of things happening and stuff, like it's almost like a, Looking back, you can see where the controversies were and where things started and how things worked out and the stories that ended up fizzling into nothing and the ones that actually came through. So, I don't know, just it's been nice to look at it as like a just the general development of everything as a whole. Obviously, like, disappointing since you're a Lewis fan. Oh, it's, it's annoying, but can't really do anything about it. Still waiting for Massey to get uh, kicked out, yeah. but I guess that's not It's happening. coming, it's coming. I hope it is. What do you think? I think he has to get kicked out. They're gonna. Uh, Toto even came out. I think they're gonna like uh, get rid of the idea that the team bosses can talk to. Um, oh yeah, that's going. That's going definitely. Uh, I think the idea of like us listening to what's happening between the teams and the uh, FIA or Michael Massey, I think that should go as well, because I think that he's forced into like in the back of his mind is like. They can hear what's happening, so they're gonna do. It. Yeah. So he does something. They should bring back uh, the. I think that should go. The driver briefings, though, that was nice. That was nice. Yeah. Sorry, I like that sense of openness, but definitely during the race it should go. What did you think of the whole season, though? I think, like, overall as a season, it's probably the best season we've seen since. Like the one that comes to mind is like twenty ten, maybe, um, something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. probably twenty ten is the one that really comes to mind. Uh, maybe 2012 as well but like over the course of what 8-9 years it's been dead it's just been Mercedes domination literally as, uh, like I saw the stat this morning in the past like since this turbo hybrid era started so 2014 Mercedes has taken 53 1-2s Ferrari has taken 3 1-2s like um, P1 P2 uh, Red Bull has taken 1 and McLaren has taken 1 so combining the three next teams are literally like within like 48 or something of them or like 49 that is ridiculous and you've got to remember most of that would have ended after like a well most of it would have ended after 2016 because after that Bottas wasn't exactly p2 material yeah but so that's that's crazy that does show the domination the that level the level of like domination they had was insane it's, it's, it's along the lines of the same thing that red bull had for the, those four years yeah but they just had like such a good car but but the main thing i guess is the, uh, the on-track action i'm sure we'll get into it in a bit but like the key difference between this year and the other years is that we max and yeah. lewis were on yeah. the same part of the track for quite a lot in terms of so the season started in Bahrain so basically through pre-season testing it looked like Red Bull had the better car they had better pace and everything but you know like it's always the case where Mercedes tend to be a bit slow or like not as quick at uh, testing yeah as they, they did they, they I remember them trying to convince us that they were actually 
Like, yeah, yeah this year there were set up issues. Or exactly. Yeah, this year they were trying to convince us that they, you know, we actually don't have that great of a car. <laughs> no one believed them. They're like, but, oh no, we're actually slow this time, and everyone's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> but so the race started with Max taking pole, um, and then it was kind of a standard race. He went, Max led from the start. He he went on. Basically, he was untouchable. Like as in, like he built a gap to Lewis, and then. You have to give it to Mercedes. I think this is one of the few times, like over the course of the season, when you look at Mercedes' strategy, it was a bit shaky. Like you'd see glimpses of like Mercedes, the Mercedes team, and then like for a few races, you'd just be like, "What is happening?" It's Ferrari level. Yeah, it's just it's you like exactly what what are you doing? But but this time in Bahrain, they did a great job where uh, Lewis essentially stayed out. He undercut, sorry, he undercut Max, and then he stayed out on the hard tires. And it was just like, it was an incredible race. I think if you're sitting at home watching, if you're a Lewis fan, you're incredibly scared because you, Max is going to catch Lewis. And this is the first time, I think, in a very long time, like I think ever for Max, where he's he's hunting down Lewis because he is in a faster car, um, purely on pace. And he, he has the chance to actually just go overtake Lewis and win. Yeah. That was the first time, I think, ever that happened. Because the last time was Monaco, and that doesn't exactly count. Yeah. Really. Exactly, it was because Lewis was in like really old tires, but this time it was he. There was old tires, but he he genuinely had the pace. Um, and basically, the only thing that happened really was he mistimed the overtake. Yeah. He basically he overtook Lewis, but then he overtook Lewis when he was fully outside the track, and he had to give the position back. I think this is why you have to say this incident takes me back to what happened in Saudi. So in, in Bahrain, he gave back the position at a non-optimal point of the track where he could have had a few more corners. Yeah. And essentially what happened is Lewis was able to keep him behind for the rest of the race. There was no chance for him to go and have another go at Lewis. But uh, with Saudi, that's why he wanted to give it back on the straight. So you get DRS. So essentially he learned his lesson. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely interesting to see the, the difference in those two. Yeah, I think this is this is kind of where you see, like, after this race, you start to see Max kind of mature and kind of like he's picking his moments when he has to pick an overtake. He is picking his moments. He's not going with an overtake. He's not mistiming it like this. Like, usually, like, for instance, when you look back at Monaco, when he came to overtake, he overtook at a point where he couldn't really overtake. Bahrain, yeah. he lost a race. Well, he didn't. He came P two, but he lost the race because he did not time his overtake correctly. When you go into the later on in the season, he starts to kind of. I'd say he's still not there, but there's definitely an improvement it's, in that sense. Is it, there is an improvement though? There's an improvement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of mentions of like people who performed well. Lando got P four, which is great. Uh, he's ahead of Perez, and obviously, the one everyone was talking about was Yuki. Yuki oh, had an yeah. incredible first race. Oh, yeah. He had a really, really good first race, and it kind of just went downhill from there. The hype for Yuki was insane. I think, I think it was there was no there was not a lot of hype before the season started, but at Bahrain he performed really well. He had a few good overtakes, and then everyone was like, "Oh!" And then he just disappeared into the distance. Everyone was like, "Where did he go?" Yeah, on Twitter he was also he was becoming almost one of the you know Charles Lando, not obviously to that level, but he was developing his like corner. I, I don't see them anymore. I don't know where they've gone. I don't know if they've turned into Gasly fans, but there was a lot of people trying to talk about how good he was in his junior career and stuff. And He's a very good driver, him. but I think he obviously, th- like, throughout the season, you've seen he's matured. 
I think by the end of the season, like Abu Dhabi, he performed he performed really well. Like he got, I think it was a P four, P five, four, yeah, P four, which is very very good. That's ahead of Gasly, ahead of Bottas. You have to give it to him. That's very good, but uh, it's kind of very little, very late. So we kind of have yeah, to see next yeah. season what he does. I think next season against Gasly, you kind of see because you have Gasly as a benchmark in the car. Is the car good? Is the car bad? Is the car very bad? So we kind of get get a sense of how he's really doing. So Bahrain ended essentially with Hamilton leading, twenty five points to eighteen. I think in the end, um, who got the fastest lap? Was it? Um, I think it was Sergio. Yeah, I think they pitted the they pitted him in the end to get the fastest lap. And then Italy. Do you remember Italy? Italy. Oh, oh, yeah. You have yeah. to remember Italy. Yeah, I do. Lewis took I pole. Lewis took pole. And then Max sent it into the first. So Max, Lewis took pole. Yeah. And then in corner one, two, I think it's turn three, Max just sent it. I it remember which one is. Two? I don't know what number. I think it's turn two, turn three, maybe. I haven't and played he, all the games, so I don't know. He just, he overtook Lewis and just squeezed Lewis. Yeah, this is the first sign of the. Uh, yeah, this is Stappen. Well, I mean, we already knew he did this, but this was the first time he's done it in like a championship kind of. Yeah, contender. when the Lewis front. has a reason to fire him, because before it was always Lewis just giving him space because he knew that he didn't need to fire him. Yeah, because he's gonna overtake him and just win the championship. I think this is where you kind of. This is my issue with Lewis is, um, he was too soft at the beginning. Like, obviously, you don't need to crash and get out, but you need to defend. Like, he was defending, like, his defense was very soft. Like, he could have put up more of a battle in, like, a lot of these overtakes in the beginning of the season. But he didn't put as much as a fight. I think he didn't really put up a fight, like, as much when during overtaking to, like, the last three or four races. I'd say when he did put up a fight, I'd, I'd agree that he definitely gave Verstappen the benefit of the doubt and he moved out of the way and all of this stuff. I'd say this one, he didn't really have much room to go, but it was wet, they were on inters. But in general, he definitely could have been more aggressive with Verstappen. But the problem is when he was and when he stood his ground, he got completely flamed for it. Like Silverstone was the first time I'd say he probably stood his ground. We'll get onto it later. But he got slated for that. He got... But that, know, all that of the dodgy comments from Red Bull, there was all that sort of stuff. But that was and a the same thing in Monza as from, well. Um, Monza was not his fault. Monza, I think no, all that you could say he stood his heat, ground. As yeah, well. yeah, but all the heat was towards Red Bull at Monza because it wasn't his fault. But with Silverson, I think it's a bit different because Cops is an incredibly fast corner. I think that's why there was the heat there, and it wasn't like we'll get onto it later. But he didn't hit the apex. Apex. There were a few things he could have done better. But obviously, like him not hitting the apex cam came from like Verstappen going very, um, like, towards the right. So he couldn't like if Lewis overtook him like at the right edge, he can't hit the apex. Um, we'll go on to it. Yeah, so yeah, we'll get on to it later. Whatever lap one of yeah. So Verstappen right. overtakes him, and this is kind of I think this is the first time we've seen Verstappen have a chance to actually overtake Lewis and actually outpace him throughout the race. Um, Lewis pitted, he was gaining on Max, he was doing really well and then while overtaking a back marker Lewis, I don't know why, he goes onto the wet patch from the dry yeah, I'm still pissed George didn't get out of the way and It was then, George Russell, because I remember then, this vividly And then he just went wee into the barrier George, to, oh, 
to be fair, he did get it out of the bar, uh, barrier. He that got was, it out of yeah, the gravel. This was small. People he brought it back. He brought it back. He was racing. I think he was down to like P7 or something. And then from there, he was very, very lucky. You have to say, it's very lucky that George Russell sent it straight into Valtteri Bottas. The timing of that um, incident was, was great. Exactly, because red flag, changing the tires, he got to put a new no, like front wing on, he put on new tires, and the hunt was on. But this is one point. I think the Lewis was complaining in Saudi that Verstappen got to change his tires under the red flag. Yeah, he complained about the because the Lewis they they, pit, they pitted and then Verstappen got the free pit stop essentially, but Lewis got a free pit stop here. So I'm only bringing this up just to mention that it did balance out the the yeah. whole rule of being able to change tires under the red flag. It generally balances out. I think the ones that are actually like doesn't really balance out is like the midfield teams, because it's kind of like depends on your luck really and yeah. like most of the time like say someone like Lando it just goes against him every time I have no issue with that rule personally um, yeah so honest. after that it was it, the hunt was on Lewis Lewis managed to come back he uh, he got P2 and then which is you have to give him that was that was very good it was a very good drive solid I'm still oh, just uh, I think he admitted afterwards in an interview or something but like obviously not at the time but a bit after it was a bit I don't know kind of desperate like almost he'd run out of patience normally he's very patient and blah blah and all of this what there are a couple times in this season he's lost his patience i'd say this was definitely the first one where he you know he just went he, there was no reason he didn't need to be that aggressive but he did he wasn't even aggressive on max he was trying to overtake george i'm still annoyed george like there's a dry patch and a wet patch and the blue flagged car is not moving to the wet patch obviously george has no in like I think There's nothing the, to say he has to do that. It's the first corner. It's, it's the me. first corner. I think the blue flag was waved. So yeah, so that would explain so, why so George. Still, wouldn't yeah, exactly he still has a few corners to, yeah. to move out of the way. Obviously, it's not like a very good corner to move out of the way because you are screwing up your race yeah. by moving out of the way. So I think he would have moved out um, out of the way later on. But this is one thing where you kind of stop and think back, and you're like, Lewis from a few years ago would not have made me this mistake. Yeah. This, this is kind of the start of the glimpse where it, when you go back and look at Lewis from say like 2014 to 2020 you kind of see Lewis as being incredibly consistent like Lewis is incredibly incredibly consistent obviously with Nico there were like incidents but <laughs> yeah but Lewis is generally very consistent uh, this was the first time where it wasn't an incident where he crashed with someone or anything it was literally just his fault yeah and I think this was the first time I've seen Lewis, like, throughout the season, make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And it's not what you kind of expect from someone like him. Because you don't expect him to kind of... He set the standard so high yeah. that you, you're like, why did he do that? It was weird, yeah. It's literally the blue it's flags, like he, just wave, just wave. Like, a, one more corner he would have... Or two more corners, he's overtaken George. And he had the pace to overtake Max. Yeah, yeah. But... I think uh, like people you have to mention here is Lando. Lando defended against Lewis like at the very end. Lewis obviously overtook Charles, oh, yeah, and he came yeah, back. Yeah. And Lando put up an incredible defense. He ended up getting P three, which I think he, I think he did. I wanted him to get P two at the time. I thought he deserved it, but he put up a, an incredible defense, and he actually did really really well. And like you can see, like the gap between Max and Lewis is like twenty two seconds, and that mainly comes from uh, like Lando holding him up. But then, like, obviously the Mercedes had, like, 
way more pace. Yeah, credit to him as well, Lewis. When he crashed into the barrier, you could... Well, he wasn't... So he bounces back off the barrier. Whatever it is, the situation he's in is the tyres are in the gravel. Actually, no, yeah, he stops just before the barrier and the tyres are in the gravel. So to stop himself from being stuck in the gravel, which he could have easily been, he moved his car forward, which is what broke his front wing, and he crashed himself into the barrier to keep his tyres out of the gravel, and that's how he got back out again. So that was, I he, know, he obviously learned from China in 2001. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Lewis, when Lewis came, came out, he came out in ninth and he was able to recover to second. So overall, because Lewis took the fastest lap, Lewis was still, like, so up to second race, Lewis is still in the lead of the championship. Going into Portugal, it was... It's kind of like, it was a good race, but nothing really significant happened, I'd say. Yeah, um, I, in the last like three episodes, I've said I have no memory of this. I had to watch the things back and like see what happened. Really? Yeah, I fully just completely forgot what happened. Yeah, so I think it was uh, Lewis who took pole. Or Valtteri took pole from Lewis from Max. And then, oh wait, I forgot my notes, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, he's using yeah. my laptop right now. Okay, I had already done my notes, but I forgot my laptop. Yeah, so in the on the first lap, Valtteri was um, Valtteri took pole, and then on the first lap, Lewis dropped Max over, took Lewis, and then basically Lewis had to go on the whole hunt Max again. He did manage like they did like the Mercedes obviously had the better pace. And so he was able to bring it back. He was able to win. So uh, Lewis ended up winning. But it was kind of like a... It's a race you forget. Yeah. <laughs> I think I still have... I have the image of Lewis overtaking Bottas in my head. Because yeah. that was a decent move. I don't have the one of him overtaking Max. Yeah, but nothing, nothing, nothing really happened. Nothing Where did Carlos finish, just out of curiosity? Because I forgot uh, to mention in the last race... Carlos finished uh, P11. Ah, uh, okay, so... The only the only person who did really well here was Lando again, got P4. So, like, in the first few races, Lando got, I think it was P4, P3, P4. And it, you have to say, like, I think the first half of the season, like, we'll see as we go on, Lando did really, really well. Yeah, it was easily the third, third best driver. I think after the, after the second, when you go into the second half of the season, I think McLaren lost a bit of performance, especially compared to Ferrari. Yeah, and then yeah, I had an upgrade, I'll mention that. And then basically you kind of see McLaren drop. And I don't think it's his fault. I think it's just that car didn't give him what he needed. There's that and like the 14 punctures I'll talk about as well. But uh, in the last race as well, just to mention Emilio Romagno. Is it Imola? Yeah, Imola, yeah. right? Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. Sure, that Imola. one. Um, Carlos spun his car like four times or something, if you remember. That's oh, yeah, spun yeah. Loads, but he actually, he finished he fifth still or something. No, not this one, oh, the one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He st- still ended up finishing, like, he got a solid result, to be fair to him. So, uh, yeah, he finished, he finished P11. What? Yeah, Italy, Emilio Romagna. No, that's qualifying. Is it? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Apologies. I was going to say, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, he finished P5. P5. Yeah, okay, there we go. I'm going to write. Where do you finish afterwards then? Por- Wait, what was Portugal? So it was actually P11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, alright. But we have to mention that up to this point, pretty much, in the first few races, it was just Nikita Mazepin was spinning everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you everywhere? 
Yeah. Every time. I think he's... How did you forget that? Literally, his, like, first two races in Formula 1 was just him going... He crashed at the... Uh, Like, Bahrain was just so funny. In his he first... crashed in the first, like, turn four it was. Because I remember vividly, like, a, you know the image of the, the, t- the stray just before turn four? And then Grosjean going off and having his accident. Yeah. Mazepin was last and he spun off the other way. And I remember getting flashbacks, like, seeing a Haas spinning off in the background. But like, it was just he spun spinning into, into like, the barriers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't, did he get into the barrier? Yeah, I think he might. I can't remember if he retired, but, it, like... It yeah, wasn't great from him. No, no, no. I think he did retire because he didn't actually... He had to wait to finish a race until, like, his second or third race. Spain was... Spain was actually an interesting race because Mercedes had, like, the edge. But, um... Verstappen, he basically... What happened into turn one? Lewis took pole into turn one. Verstappen overtook him again. Yeah, he did the uh, the thing again. He... He just ran really wide and then Lewis had to back off to save his front wing. Yeah, and basically, but from then on, Mercedes actually pulled like a a very impressive, what was it? Uh, yeah, so what happened was Spain, I'm trying to remember what happened. I think it was a two-stop. Yeah, it was a two-stop. So it they was the did Hungary what, 2019. The, yeah, the Hungary 2019. So Lewis ran and then um, he pitted at the very end and he was 20 seconds behind Max. And he managed to get him with, obviously he was gaining like two seconds per lap. And he managed to, the overtake in the end was very easy because Max was just on very, very, very old tires. Yeah, they knew he had to. But yeah. um, it, was, it was a good kind of strategy call. I think up to this point, strategy-wise, Mercedes have done really well. And you kind of like, yeah, Red Bull are putting up a fight, but I think up to this point, everyone's like, yeah, but Ferrari put up a fight. To this point, they're going to drop yeah. off. Mercedes yeah, yeah. is going to stay strong. There this was kind of, up, yeah. up to this point, that was kind of the thought. For, even I thought, like, up to this point, does Red Bull have the pace? I think with the next few races, everyone kind of changed their mind about Because um, for the next race, obviously in Spain, who else did well? Uh, Charles got P4, uh, Carlos P7, Lando P8, Daniel P6. Daniel was like, Daniel had like very bad races. As in like, you know, he yo-yoed between like bad, bad, bad. Then he'd have like a good result, be like, oh, I'm understanding the car. Then he'd go like <laughs> P15 the next race be like. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a bad result like a P9. He'd just go down to like P16 disappear. Yeah, you don't like, th- this is the weird thing because you, you can obviously see the car has the pace. But where is it going? Like, it's like he, he's never driven a Formula 1 car before. I think yeah, my friend who listens strange. to this podcast is a massive Daniel Ricciardo fan. <laughs> He's gonna get very upset. When did he start watching F one? Last year. Oh, he season. even this, missed Pete Ricardo. This, yeah, yeah, this is oh, his first sad. season watching, and I think I called him a Max Verstappen fan, and then uh, I kept like, like we we're talking about how Daniel Ricardo is driving really badly, and he just messaged me. He's like, "Don't talk about Daniel like that. <laughs> Don't you dare." He's a great driver. I was like, "Yeah, but." <laughs> his performances don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Monaco was the first race where oh God. Monaco was, Monaco was actually a very interesting race. So Charles took pole, which was very unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Because this was the first race where you actually saw Ferrari had good Ferrari had good pace with the tracks that had like slower corners. They generally had better pace. McLaren had the better pace at like the the race tracks with like quicker corners and like. As kind of like a general rule. Yeah. So, um, he took pole, Charles took pole. 
Verstappen P2 and Carlos P3. Carlos was going on a quite a good lap at the end, and then Charles sent it into the barrier, and like. So unfortunately, you know, his record crashing at uh, Monaco. It's, it's kind crashing of at street tracks in general. I guess Baku as well. It's, yeah, it's it rough is, for him. It's kind of funny <laughs> that every it's time he's never finished a Monaco Grand Prix so far. Yeah, it's that includes his junior career as well, which is an insane stat because that was his junior career. Then Sauber, he it wasn't his fault. His brakes failed. Then what else happened? Ferrari, he crashed into the barrier. Like twenty nineteen? No, in twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, because I wasn't a race in 2020. I can't remember what happened in 2019, but he didn't finish. Um, I don't remember. So anyways, he, uh, Charles crashed. He had an issue with his gearbox. Uh, on the formation lap, he had to retire the car, which is sad. I think if he, like, if at least, like, I think he would have taken changed his gearbox. Is it five or ten? Five. Five. So he, realistically speaking, he, he might not have gotten pole, but he'd have gotten good points. Yeah, and if he, if they could recover his car, if he didn't crash or whatever, that's P1 in Monaco, you're basically going to win. Yeah, but I think they, they, they were like, oh, let's try and see if he can get, um, if he can, like, use the car, but obviously there was an issue with the gearbox, and they ended up losing all the points, which I think is like, you know, if he breaks the curse, maybe then you'll be okay, but he, uh, the curse still lives. Charles Leclerc will win next year. Monaco. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, but this was the first. I think this was the first race where I saw Mercedes just completely off pace. Yeah, they bottled it with both cars. Well, yeah. Valtteri was okay. Valtteri wasn't. No, too well, bad. what I mean by bottled it with Valtteri is different. Yeah, so I think was it? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Valtteri, he was P three. He uh, sorry, yeah. So Valtteri was P three um, for qualifying. Carlos was P four. And then wait, is this actually? Mon yeah, it's Monaco. I have to check. That's qualifying as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, okay. I'm checking qualifying. So, uh, Valtteri started technically P2, and Carlos started technically P3. And then what happened was, Lewis started like P7. Yeah, Lewis was Lewis so was off completely the pace. off the pace. Now, this is the surprising thing, that he's being outpaced by Valtteri Bottas. Like, this is like... Yeah. This is yeah. the point where you're like, something is very wrong. I think it's because, you know, uh, what's, what's her name? His physio didn't give him his drugs. <laughs> We spoke about this. Uh, Jos Verstappen thought Angela gave Lewis drugs. That's why he's performing very well. I, I don't get that. Still like, ridiculous. How, how would Still the drugs improve thing. him? Because the car is the one that... Like, his reaction time obviously matters, but if he takes drugs, it's not going to help him, really. Uh, right, it's just part of the Red Bull media circus, to be honest. Yeah. It's horrible yeah. behaviour, but... Moving on. Still uh, the pace, yeah. Yeah, Lewis would end up finishing P7 after he was overcut by Gasly. Uh, sorry, he finished. He was stuck behind Gasly and he was overcut by Sebastian. Sebastian did perform really well this week. I he think did, he, yeah. This was the start of him doing decent. There was yeah, also the stroke that was as as uh, Vettel came out of the pits and they were all coming up the hill together. Lance Stroll it was, it was crashed. Gasly and uh, Sebastian was side by side uh, out of. Uh, and then the they only bit of action in the entire race. And then they switched to Stroll coming out of the pits. That became a big meme, though, to be yeah. fair. I saw, like, like, not just F1 Twitter meme. Like, that was a meme everywhere. You like, know, you know why it happened? Because basically. Formula 1 have basically their own crew oh, yeah. that they, they're in charge of directing the races. But Monaco is the only race where they bring in their own team to do it. And you can tell they don't know what they're doing. A rogue race director, you might say. They so, don't know <laughs> you might call them Michael Massey. You don't know. They honestly have no clue what they're doing. 
But Max had like a. I am so fucking stupid. <laughs> Max had clear pace from the beginning. He'd go on to win from P1, no trouble. Relaxed race for him. I think he yeah. took like fastest lap as well. Uh, Wouldn't be surprised. Lewis just like. Yeah, Lewis was. Lewis was just like sad, bro. Yeah, I mean, this was. We, we I'm not sure, like. There's just no. We were never really given a reason yeah. for the lack of pace to be We just don't know what happened. I think maybe he didn't get his trucks. That's what. <laughs> I uh, mean, there were questions of. I'm assuming it's just the Mercedes setup. We saw this later on. Like, but Valtteri came P3, so. He didn't come P3, though, did he? No, well, he would have been qualifying. He would have been P3. Until he but essentially. Had the world's longest pit stop. Yeah, they. they yeah, I think it lasted like. What, what, they had to take the car back to the factory. So they, yeah. To remove the, the tire from the car. So it was like over two days, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But Imagine, it took two days for his pit stop to end. <laughs> it's so bad. But yeah, no. Yeah, to be fair well. to Bottas, yeah, he got the strategy right. I mean, the, uh, even the setup, right? Even his, like, pace. That's, that's one weird thing, because I thought, like, they generally share, like, their setup yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, with Nico and Lewis, they obviously did not share anything. That was highly competitive. But Valtteri and Lewis, they do share this information. So I'm confused why... Lewis didn't like if his car is that slow, why didn't you just go have a look and be like, So Valtteri, what have you done? Yeah, it was it was weird. I'm pretty sure they even like to try and because obviously there's rumors that Max gets the good chassis and then like Perez gets the shit one, but um, or the bad one. So I think Mercedes at some point in the year, I can't remember where they swapped the I think it was at Monaco, they swapped it at Monaco. Was that so Lewis's chassis was doing well and then they switched it at Monaco. And then Lewis was, mm, and Valtteri did really well, so. I think it was I Monaco. can't remember if it was Monaco, but. I think it was Monaco. Uh, this was the first time Max Verstappen ever took the lead of the World Championship. Oh, yeah. It was, it, was a big, it was a big point for him, you have to say, like, taking, taking the lead of the championship. This gives him a bit of hope, yeah. This, this is the point where I think career. everyone was thinking, like, yeah, Mercedes might not win. Maybe yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't well, a big doubt, but as in, I think doubt started to kind of enter people's minds around Monaco. When you see Lewis in P7, you're like, hmm, okay, maybe there's something wrong. Maybe that the pace advantage isn't as big as it used to be. Obviously, yeah. we know that, like, the, the whole technical regulations this year was mainly direct, like, they, they obviously won't say it, but it was directed at making Mercedes slow. Yeah, completely. And it did affect the low-rate cars and all of that conversation, but at the same time, you can't blame them for that. They've always done that. That's how it always is. They always change the regulations to slow down the, f you know, the fastest car to bring the rest of the field together. So but they literally, I think the only the only thing you can say is, they didn't slow down all the cars. They just slowed down the Mercedes and gave Red Bull enough pace to let, oh, no, but enough of yeah. a kind of gap. So now they've reached and they possibly even surpassed Mercedes. But uh, I think the the reason like you, you kind of people are upset about it or Mercedes are very upset about it is not just because it was directed at their car but it, it was directed at their aerodynamic philosophy so now they did not understand like their understanding of how the car operated essentially changed yeah. and this was the reason they had a lot of issues throughout the beginning of the season the setup of the car was never like optimal and it was because they didn't understand how the car is going to react it took them I think to, to Brazil maybe or something for them to really start extracting yeah the they best said the potential the in the car there was always speed in it they just couldn't unlock it 
Yeah. Well. So I think that says a lot about like the the idea of you you want to make the front team slower. Fair enough. But I think uh, targeting exactly like how the car operates. Yeah, sniping Mercedes isn't exactly the best way of going about it. But to be fair to the well, I really want to reword the sentence. But to be fair to the FIA, they couldn't go after Mercedes. Normally, their thing is the engine. That's what makes them so fast. Blah blah. blah. But you can't just change that again because the turbo hybrid era and all of this, the amount of investment that went into that engine, you can't just rewind that and say, let's go to a different engine really quick because Mercedes are too good. Like, you yeah, so to they have to try the there. Yeah. But it's weird that they changed it for this year, considering next year the new regulations are coming in. Because yeah, they could have just been like, oh, okay, just leave it this year. And then next year, the new regulations are new is coming in and it's going to level the playing field. Because they only targeted, like, the only team that actually lost pace a lot was Mercedes. Obviously, Aston Martin lost pace, but then because that's just because they copied yeah. the Mercedes car. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it was literally called the Pink Mercedes. No, I remember that, but, like, I was trying to think of other teams that have lost no, pace. No, that is just, just them. Uh, that that's that's the one thing that maybe I didn't find fair is you, you strong the front team fair enough but you're not bringing the whole idea is to bring the whole pack closer together but the pack is the gap is massive you yeah. only like the only thing you did is bring the first two close together and then the gap between P one P two and everyone else is like by the end of the race is like twenty thirty seconds yeah that's literally yeah. the average of like all the races which I find to be insane. Hopefully that's better next year. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I have high hopes. So, Baku. So, back-to-back. This is... Uh, Charles Leclerc took pole again. So, back-to-back pole. Uh, so fast on street tracks, but then bottles it. Yeah, but then the race starts, and everything just goes wrong for them. Yeah. Max, Max, Max basically leads most of the race until his tyres decide, uh, decide to give up on him. And they give, uh, give up on him at such a bad point of the track because he could have easily if he'd swung left and sort of swung right he would be going into like the entrance of the pit stop uh, not the pit stop the pit entry yeah uh, and like obviously Stroll also had like tyre blow up see the Stroll weird thing had is won a couple laps before or something. yeah the weird thing is there's no indication that something's gonna go wrong the teams weren't running the tyres over the recommended it was just they just went off whack I think this was kind of the start of Pirelli's just this year has been like, I don't get them. Their tires have been bad this year. Like, they could, they should have gone, like, I'm not sure which compound they got for this race, but they should have went for the highest compound. But if this is their highest compound and they can't even do their job, then you're like, what's wrong, bro? Yeah, so like tough one. These new kind of tracks are weird for them because normally at a street race, you bring the softest compound. But then here, I'm assuming they must have used one of the middle ones. And then you give them the recommended life. But I guess so. I was listening to the Autosport podcast about this topic. And they said it's interesting because the engineers will, they've almost like forgotten about the possibility of a tire blowing up. They'll like push the tire to its limits. They'll go over the recommended like length, which to be fair, sometimes going over the recommended length is perfectly fine. Ocon, no, Ocon, yeah. Ocon, there's no stop strategy. But like, Sometimes just going over by a couple laps or whatever because you've been, I don't know, maybe you have an aggressive setup which is high t- higher deg. Maybe you have, if you've been working the tires a lot throughout a stint, which you can't really measure 
in a certain, like specifically to the point of, as much as AWS want to give you the graphic, there's no Formula One game graphic to say the tires are on 0%, they'll probably blow up now. It will just happen. So they were kind of, they were saying fair enough, blame Pirelli, but also consider the engineers trying to yeah. finesse the But I think the, this, the uh, Baku was the case where the team wasn't running. Like Qatar, yeah, like Fernando ran over the recommended, I think. But here, they didn't run over the recommended. It was I within think they the, went over by a couple. Not yeah. not something major. Yeah, yeah, but, but they like, were told if, if not to over, do like one stop, and they did a one stop. If you, like if that. you go over, no, that was Qatar. No, this one here was. Was it? I think so. Yeah, but That's like even even podcast. Stroll was within a few. Like he was about was he about to pit? I remember he was about to pit. I, think. I can't then, remember, but I I have a feeling both of them were doing the same thing. Like both of them were told like well all of them were told don't do a one stop. And they ended up doing one stops and going a bit over. Not saying they were the only people to do yeah. one stops. But if it, if the tire fails within like two three laps or something like that of of you going over the recommended limit, the recommended limit is supposed to be on the lower side. So even if you go over a few laps, you okay. yeah, the recommended if, shouldn't be a oh yeah the tire will blow up now. It should be like a yeah the fact that like this long, it should be the recommended life. But after this point, you lose a lot of pace. It's not yeah. you you, yeah. you you go into a tire blowout and you're going I'm gonna die. But then I guess at the same time, you, you've got to say it varies so much between each car. The, the recommended but, for but Pirelli is like, you know, the same way that Pirelli are saying, you know, whatever, they say this and that, but they're using their tyre data, not specific Mercedes data or specific Red Bull Yeah, data. but that's the, you're giving an overall kind of... It's an estimate. This much. Estimate. Yeah, but like if I go like two laps over and my tyre blows up, are you joking? Like I literally <laughs> went two, two laps over. And yeah. this is not this is not a track where it's like, highly aggressive like like you think of other tracks when you think of like highly aggressive on the tires you don't necessarily think back no yeah you don't to be fair like they don't have like the weird curves they don't have like a it's not it's not like you don't think about it that way yeah it's not like silverstone silverstone i say is yeah so spain i guess qatar as well but you don't think of this saudi can add saudi to this so yeah, I find like Pirelli has been a bit weird here, but uh, Max ended, Max ends up in the barrier. We have a red flag. Lewis starts, and Lewis see see I was telling you Lewis has mistakes. This is this is the biggest mistake of the season. Yeah. This is where so Lewis painful. he could have won and you'd have gained twenty five points on Max Verstappen, and then he goes and presses a button that screws up his brake balance. And he just, he, d- he does, has no front, I think was, he has no brakes at the front, something like that. And yeah. he ends up just going straight ahead. Like Perez wins his first race. I think up to this point, Perez has been a bit iffy, to be honest. It's not really yeah, there were questions there. But he, win- like, he wins here. I think this is kind of, this gives him a bit of comfort if you can relax. Because yeah. he's been performing like, kind of like you'd say Gassi was performing. He's a long way off max. Or Albon's from long way off Max, but I think the difference is he got a win early on, and I think that gave him the comfort of he can win in a car, in this yeah. car. But obviously he's there was a very big gap between them, and Even there's also the fact that with Red Bull this year, like they blatant, blatantly preferred Verstappen. They're like Verstappen's gonna win the championship. You're second driver with Albon and um, Gasly. It wasn't as clear. So he was still the favorite, but there was no championship there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's why it's kind of surprises me. Like, I don't know. I say, 
he did all right. And I definitely remember at some point they had an interview with either him or Christian Horner saying uh, Perez, I can't remember when his contract was signed. I have to look this up, but... He was in Abu Dhabi. No, 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 no. No, 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 it wasn't. He signed it. Yeah, he signed it. He signed a two-year deal. No, 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 like, it was the one-year one. I think he signed... Yeah, but I'm saying for next year, for this year now coming. Yeah, I know that it was right at the end of the season he got his Red Bull contract. But at some point through the mid-season here, he got his contract for 2023, which at the time you could almost argue wasn't justified, purely because based on his performances, he wasn't, like, he wasn't anything special compared to Gasly and Albon. But he definitely proved himself in the second half of the season, which he said also gave him confidence. To like I don't. Him. I don't think he's. He's. I think he. The reason he's got a contract, I think, is because he's won in the Red Bull, and because of Turkey and the last race. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he got the contract. No, no, he got that. Like, if you look back and you like, why oh, did he get that yeah, contract? Yeah, yeah. I think holding up Lewis at uh, those two races really actually contributed to Max's yeah, yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. So you can, like, if they sit now and they're like, do you actually want to have him or do you want to just fire him and get a new guy in? They'll be like, no, he actually helped Max to the championship. So next year he could do that again. Yeah. But I don't think he'll, he'll be, he's, he's not consistent enough for them to win the Constructors. Yeah, he needs be- his qualifying driving. needs to be way better. And even his race pace, like, he just, like, at Silverson, he just dropped back and then he just, he went nuts. Anyways, uh, so after Baku, Lewis screwed up. Because oh, so, the worst part is like he always if you watch Lewis on a race start, his one hand is obviously holding the steering wheel like a normal person yeah, because he needs the, the upshift, the upshift fingers with his uh the right. paddle shifts like normal with his fingers, middle finger behind the steering wheel. And then his other hand, it's always like it's not it wasn't a weird position for him. He always puts it on top of the steering wheel. But for whatever reason the button is there as well and it was completely exposed and yeah, he presses the button for whatever reason, makes a mistake, awful, and then they said afterwards that they, the button's still there, but they changed it, so it's not as No, there's a cover on top. There's a cover on top, so you can't press it accidentally. Um, uh, what's his name? Gets, Sebastian gets his first podium. Oh, was this it? Yeah. And Gasly gets his podium of the year as well. Oh, yeah, Gasly. Gasly. So I think, I think Sebastian actually approved himself. I think like he went in a car that was... Arguably, arguably, like, the seventh best car. And he got two podiums. Yeah. And he actually scored quite well. I think he's... Is that two including Hungary? Yeah, I count like that I, as a I podium. As well. Yeah, I don't care what they say. You know, the only reason they actually... We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. <laughs> Bro. I, I know the science behind it, but it's just... It's, it's, it doesn't make sense. Anyways, from France onwards, like, I don't think there's really much to talk about. France, Syria, and Austria. France, there is a bit of kind of... Um, Red Bull did exactly what uh, Mercedes did in Spain and Hungary, all the way back to them. So the oh, Max pitted for like tires, and he just came at Lewis. Valtteri could not do anything because his Valtteri couldn't defend for his life. Defend like a lion. It's Valtteri Bottas. Bro. I got three points from this race. The, the first one is at the start, we were told if someone cuts the corner or cuts the chicane or whatever it is, they have to go around the uh, the bollard. Max does that. He doesn't go around the bollard. No mention of it. Mercedes obviously didn't complain. No one said anything. I think they said afterwards that it's because he cut turn. He cut a different part of the corner, which to me, like, I'm not saying he should have got a penalty for that, but it's just to like completely skip past your was a bit weird. The second thing is the reason he came out alongside Lewis after his pit stop, uh, Anthony Davidson, which is why 
the reason Paul DeResta should be nowhere near a sky pad is because Ant does the job way better. He analysed how Lewis lost all his time because in theory he shouldn't have been it on the car by Verstappen. It was the angle of the pit entry, which is completely insane to think about. But like, yeah, he's, he said he lost eight tenths purely driving around to get the angle into the pit lane, which was weird. And then the last one here, you can see the image, you viewers can't, but Lewis, when he was being overtaken by Verstappen right at the end, he didn't defend. Yeah, Lewis just, didn't defend at all. It was weird, that, like, that he, was he didn't even move to the inside, he just stayed there. Like, yeah, that, that was a bit surprising. I think at that point, Max had way more pace, but Lewis could have put up a fight. Yeah, like, he was obviously, uh, obviously going to lose, but, like... He didn't even. Yeah, he didn't even. He didn't make it. Hard. But this, this is this is why I say when Lewis isn't very aggressive with his defense, like Max is not gonna give up that position. If he's on all tires, and he's not he's not gonna let you pass unless like he's gonna make you work for it. Yeah. Lewis doesn't do that, and I think this is kind of the disappointing part where you have like, you want two people who are dying to win or like, who are really going for it, whereas Lewis is always like. Uh, <laughs> Like, defend, defend, bro. Like, what's I, wrong with you? <sighs> weirdly, that does sum him up up until Brazil, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I think up to, up to this point, I think up to Styria, you, you can kind of say that the FIA have been okay. They've not done anything major in terms of their, like, the uh, cancelling, like, they cancel, I think they cancelled for Lando, he's on a, a podium somewhere, like, P2, P3. And they cancelled, I think this is Styria, actually. They cancelled his lap. Because of track, uh, track limits. Oh, okay. Generally, they were up to this point. It was okay, where they weren't too kind of. They haven't done anything bad to this point. I think you have to mention that. The, yeah, I don't think there was much conversation about the FIA um, at this point. Yeah, Max ex- extends his lead uh, in France from uh, to from he extends it to one hundred thirty one to one nineteen, and then Styria basically Styria and Austria. There's really nothing to talk about. Uh, I've also forgotten these two races as well. To be it fair. was it was the case. It was a triple header where it was obvious that Mercedes did not understand how their car worked, and they were going into it and kind of hoping for the best. But they knew that we ju- it's going to be painful, and we just have to kind of get it over with and, and then always, go back to the yeah. So Austria and Styria for just for people who've forgotten, Styria is in Austria, and the track is called Spielberg. It's the Red Bull Ring. And Mercedes are horrible at it because it's the second highest, I think, in altitude. Yeah, uh, Mexico is the highest. And also, Mercedes are horrible with the curves there as well. Uh, the one thing that can be mentioned from like the two races is Lando got his second podium in the second race. So that's the um, Austrian GP. I don't like the idea of having to, like, a triple header is nice. But if you have, like... Say Fran- France and Austria, they're not exactly similar races. France is boring as hell. Yeah. And I literally, in my notes, I had boring, boring, boring <laughs> for three races. But I as think in, people in the conversation, though, they found France interesting. No, France is boring. France, France is, is normally boring, boring, but I'd say this year it no, wasn't it was too bad. Boring. France is boring. I've France is like Monaco. Them. Both of them are just dead. Um, yeah, normally. Austria, like, Lander got obviously a podium there. He was doing really, really well with the car. I think he qualified P2 in Austria. And he nearly got Verstappen uh, at the very end. I think Verstappen got by, like, some hundredth of a second. Like, I think it was, like, one one hundredth of oh, two. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was so close to getting more. It was, was a very, very small. Yeah. But I think up to this point, oh, like, right. like uh, Lando was Lando's third in the championship up to this point. Like, he's doing a great job. Obviously... 
I don't like the idea of having, like, in a triple header, the same race twice. The same race twice in any context. Yeah, yeah. So across the season is, is, I think having, like, if a race is cancelled, they obviously don't want to have, like, the, uh, they don't want to cancel a race. But you can't go and be like, oh, no, we're just going to have, like, a triple header with Styria and Austria. It's the same, same track. Yeah, like, yes. I get it in, like, a, in a track where, say, France, for instance, you can actually change the layout. Yeah, changing the layout was, it was debatable, but it was fine because like it was it's not the same track. Yeah. It's not the same track. I think they can do that, and like you can talk Bahrain, they can change it a bit. That's the one I was thinking of. Uh, so you can say okay, yeah, like doing it in Bahrain is good because you have a different track. In the context of COVID, purely, yeah. purely if a race is getting cancelled. But you can't go to Syria and Austria, and it's literally it's the same track. Like they yeah. race twice at the same exact track. Obviously, the result's going to be... I don't think that was fair for Mercedes. I don't think that was fair for anyone, really. But, like, as in Mercedes especially, for the championship, I don't think, like... You saw what happened in kind of Syria. You saw how Max dominated. And, like, watching the Austrian GP, you were just, like... So, like, it was, it was literally, like, Lewis is going to lose this race. It's fairly... I think with the, with the Austrian one, Max won by, like, 20 seconds. It was pure domination. So yeah. by the end of Austria, Max was 182 points and Lewis was 150. So there was quite a big gap, I think 32 points. Conversation now was Max is going to win this easily. Yeah, this this is where the, I think like, I was saying like up to the triple header with Monaco, there was a bit of, mm, back a bit of, mm, but it was like, it was close. It was like five points or four points. Yeah. After the triple header, it was the case that it's now Max Verstappen's championship to lose. I think it had shifted from the idea that it was Max Verstappen's championship and Lewis is the kind of hunter for the championship. Yeah. As, uh, as opposed to, it was the opposite. Silverstone was, yeah. yeah Silverstone is the first kind of major, major incident. So they raced wheel to wheel throughout the season. Max had given up. Uh, sorry, Lewis had given kind of position every time. He'd given up. This was the first time where Lewis, I think, he, he went out on track and he did not give up the position. Yeah. Um, the reason he did that was obviously like uh, he he took pole in the sprint race. Max overtook him at the beginning, and this is this is the weird part because Lewis this year the amount of times he got pole and he's lost the position and just in the first half of the season yeah he's, he's done it like four 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 times, which is very very surprising, and that obviously throughout the sprint race we saw Max built up like a two second gap and he was comfortable ahead. There was no like Lewis wasn't really, because. Lewis, I think, was quicker on the first and last sector. But in the th- second sector, Max would build up enough of a gap that Lewis couldn't hurt him by the time they go up to the th- uh, third sector. Because yeah. it's the twisty part of the track. But in terms of the accident, I think Lewis is more to blame for it. I think Max, obviously, Max goes on to the inside. He, he blocks Lewis's kind of access to the inside, going to cops. Lewis goes f- fully on the inside. And then, obviously, Lewis can't hit apex but i think like at that point Lewis was fairly alongside him so you think my thought process is like you have to give the other driver enough space see this is where the argument of they change the rules a bit from you have to give the other drivers enough space to if it's your corner do whatever you want yeah that conversation is so weird i can never keep up with that one it's, so i i think i, I think it's, it has to be the case where you have to give the other driver space you can't just like Max has done it a few times this year. Lewis did it in Monza where he just squeezed him out. Max did it a few times this year, like he did it way more. You have to give the other driver space. You can't just squeeze him out. This is what happened literally 
it was Max. Uh, Max was obviously a bit of a, a bit ahead. Like Lewis got up to him, and then going into the breaking zone, Max was a bit ahead. And then Lewis had Max should have given Lewis the space. Which one? What in? Uh, in Silverstone. And yeah, then what yeah, happened yeah. is Max hit, and obviously like he he crashed. It was like fifty one G's, incredibly big crash. Uh, I think the way Red Bull dramatized it afterwards, and like it was it, like. I did not like that. I did not like the way they portrayed it because then they made it seem like, oh my God, like Lewis didn't know obviously like um, what happened. He's celebrating this the eighth time he's won his home Grand Prix. So obviously he's going to so be Brent really happy. Well, I'm pretty sure. It is, he's obviously going to be really happy. You can say like his celebration is a bit like <coughs> overboard, fair enough. But he didn't know, at that point he was told Verstappen's fine. Yeah, exactly. So as I far do, as he knows, Verstappen's fine. So. I do understand that point. I, I don't like the comments, like the Max comments, the Yoss comments, the Helmet comments, or the Christian coming out was like, that's a technical foul. But you don't know what a technical foul is. You've never driven a car. Uh, he wasn't fast enough to get into Formula 1. I know. Oh, that's, the unrelated, that's the unrelated one. That is our unrelated uh, link of the day. I'm sure we'll probably come up with a few others. But... Martin Brundle doing, I think it was his grid walk, but for whatever reason, he's talking to uh, Christian Horner. Oh. <laughs> and I think it's the first ever Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Yeah. If I'm making this up, then I'm making this up and I've forgotten. No, no, it's true. But remember. I think it's the first ever Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. And uh, he he has a little, Horner has a little dig at Martin, just like completely unrelated, you know, shame you didn't get to drive this or something like this, wherever it was. And then Brundle just comes in. I'm not even going to say what he said. I'm not even going to say what he said. But, like, just just watch the clip. It's, it's probably only 20 seconds, but it's definitely worth the watch. He roasts Christian it's, so bad. Oh, Brundle's just so funny. He's, he's a legend. For his legend. But, Lewis gets a 10-second uh, second penalty. Uh, Charles leads basically, like, 50 laps of the race. Oh, and then Charles, on, like, lap 50, Lewis overtakes him. You can see the difference between, uh, like, um, his defence and Max's defence. Charles goes out and gives Lewis, uh, Lewis enough space to make the corner. Yeah. Obviously, he, he like he goes out and then comes back in. He loses yeah, the position. Yeah, he gets a bit of overstay. He has to go but, wide. But also, to be fair, you do have to mention Lewis was a lot more cautious that time. But but the difference is Lewis was not as far inside because Charles from the beginning gave him enough space, whereas. Max closed off the inside, so Lewis had to go all the way to... Lewis knew, obviously, that if I don't overtake Max here, I've lost the race. Yeah, yeah. From the spring race. So he, he knew he had to overtake, and he goes to the inside, and then I think it was... I, I personally think, like, Max should have given more space, but Lewis should not have gone, like... He obviously saw Max is not going to give the space. Based on the rules, it's, it was, like, fairly Max's corner, so he should have slowed down a bit. Especially going into, like, cops is, like, so quick, you kind of have to be a bit more cautious. Yeah, yeah, he should have been a bit more cautious. And I think what would have been interesting is if Lewis was on the outside and he, you know, somehow... Because if he was on the outside, I'm pretty sure Max would have either overshot the corner. Oh, he would definitely... Like, he would have been ahead. And what I mean by overshot the corner is and he just steams off and then goes on the runoff and then keeps the position. That's why he always But... I don't know. It would have been interesting if they made contact, but Max was on the inside. That conversation would have been interesting. I don't, like, Max, you know Max keeps doing, like, is it, if it was the other way around, Max would have pushed Lewis all the way off track, and Lewis would have given him position and gone all the way off track. This is what Max has been doing all season long, where whenever he's fighting with Lewis, he just pushed Lewis completely off track and just go ahead. Yeah. And that annoys me. That really annoys me, because it's not, like, like, 
for instance, when you look Fernando against Luis at Hungary, he defended really well, and he defended. Luis complained, but Luis obviously there was nothing to really complain yeah, about. Yeah. But as in like uh, when you look at like Abu Dhabi and like Perez defending against Luis, defended incredibly well. But Verstappen's defenses just push him off track. Like I don't. I think if he does that, I think he generally has to get a penalty. Yeah, I'm just, I'm so annoyed that, well, when we got onto Monza, we'll get onto Monza, but just in general, like, I hate this culture of, uh, also, yeah, we need to mention hysteria. People driving off at turn five, the long right-hander, bottom of the hill, after the second DRS zone. Perez was shoved off by Lando, Lando gets five seconds. Perez then shoves, I think, two other drivers gets off. Gets ten seconds. And gets five seconds for each penalty as well. Obviously, this was onto grass and onto gravel, but you could argue that corner, like, you know, what do you expect? You're being run out. I mean, that's what people say. I still think you should give a car's whip. And but I don't, it's just the rule of not giving room is, is so annoying. And I think you have, be, to give, you have to give I think room. you have to give room. But at the same time, I think if, if, if you're going into the corner, like I think with Lando, he'd, he, he was already so far ahead that, and then Perez is just kind of like late breaking and just going, wee, like, it's his corner, you know? And yeah. then he, they basically gave him a penalty. So I don't necessarily agree with that one. But the Perez, I, like, I don't agree with what they did, but at least they were consistent across the board. You know, if you did this, true, you're getting a true, penalty. Yeah, After Silverson, this is when the FIA just went crazy. <laughs> Honestly, like, at this point, they just... So Lewis got a 10-second penalty. He won. The, the whole incident was Lewis essentially won. He should have gotten a harsher penalty. This, the key this, this. thing about this as well is he was given the penalty mid-race. It's not he won the race, then got given a penalty that kept him first. He was given oh. the penalty, and then he went back and overtook Leclerc right at the yeah. end of the win. I think I think people are just like, like they're just like they didn't want Lewis to win. Yeah, they just took the fifty-one G to heart. They're like, oh, he's in hospital, and the Red Bull media circus was mad. Obviously, sorry. Uh, Horn is comparing racial abuse to just general abuse Max gets, which is ridiculous because every driver gets abuse. Sure, some get more than others. But racial abuse is something that only Lewis gets, and it's in a different category. Like, if you want to accuse them of bad driving and all of this and abuse them, all abuse is wrong. But if you're going to say that you're criticizing their driving, how are you going to, what, so you're just going to call them a nigger and get away with it? Like, what's that to do with the driving, realistically? So, I'd say it's ridiculous. Max was also, if you look at the, the tweet Max put out after Silverstone, and then the tweet Lewis put out after Monza, they're very different, and it just, I don't know. You can tell subtly, like, the differences. Obviously, Lewis is more mature, he's older and all of that. But it's just, you know, surely Red Bull's got a team of PR people that no, have Max on his Twitter and stuff nah, like that. Nah, nah. Red, like, I think Red Bull's, they've always, like, Mercedes are a lot more kind of mature. Red Bull are just a bunch of kids. Like, whenever they don't get to go in the way, they're like, ah! They cry about it, like, literally. The, the point, they, they, they recreated it. They got album to go on track and recreate it. Yeah. Like, are you crazy? This, it's Shut over up. the race is over move on like uh, that just that annoyed me so much to the point where they did this hungry was a joke i think hungry was like a joke uh so basically what happened is valtteri smacks into lando and lando is forced to hit um verstappen verstappen has damage verstappen ends up finishing barely p9 like he was slow as in like he's back with the house slow like he was terribly slow uh, and we see this incredible picture of one car on the starting bro, <laughs> that's just funny. My heart sank when I saw this. I was like, "Oh, so, this is so annoying." But the but the picture was hard. 
Like, so, I hated seeing it, but the picture was sick. Yeah, so Lewis starts on intermediates, everyone else stops for um, dry tires. Lewis ends up stopping the first lap, and he ends up dropping a few positions. He, um, he overtakes everyone, gets to Fernando, and he can't overtake Fernando. He's stuck yeah. behind Fernando for like, what, eight, nine laps? Something like that, yeah. And then, by the time... The funny thing is, by the time he overtakes Fernando, he's still gaining on the Ocon by like two seconds a lap. Yeah, so he was... When did he finish in it? If you get the result of... He, where he, he finished. finished, so it was Ocon, Sebastian, Carlos, and then Luis. He, he does manage to pass Carlos. Does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. But yeah, he, he doesn't pass right the... He, doesn't pa he, he would have gotten to pass Seba Sebastian and Ocon, but... He yeah, ran so out of time because of Fernando. If he had Fernando in two laps or something, but, he definitely had more than enough time to get the but this is this is the incredible point where you're like, Fernando's defense was amazing. But then Lewis is also, the surprising thing is Lewis was doing lap in, lap out, the exact same thing. Whereas the only time he actually changed like his attitude going into turn one, uh, he made Fernando essentially, like he didn't get a good exit. And so Lewis was able to overtake him later on. Yeah. But essentially, for like Fernando even commented on this. He's like, Lewis kept doing the same thing for so long. I was confused that he didn't change his attitude, like what he's doing. Because you'd think he'd do something a bit different. He didn't. I was surprised by that. Yeah, he changed his style into the last corner and then into the first corner. Yeah, but that lost him the race. And all of that stuff. It did, yeah. And obviously, uh, good old Fernando was going on about it. Like, oh, so bad and all of this and he, mm. like, he should have been better he should have got past me it was easy but obviously again once again we mentioned that to be fair to them they were in first place so mercedes had to make the call but every single other team made the right decision and exactly. they were the only people who made the wrong call so and at the end of kind of the the mid-season uh lewis actually takes the lead of the championship i think up to this point you can fairly say that max actually deserves the lead of the championship up to this point, I don't think Max hadn't done like a lot of shoving off track yet. He hadn't. It, it was fairly clean to this point, other than Silverstone, which I think is mostly Hamilton's fault. It was, you can kind of say, Verstappen deserved it. The the only reason Lewis is leading is because Max DNF two races in a row because oh, yeah, of a Mercedes. You about Bottas bowling. Yeah. No, no, I said that's the first. Oh, you thing mentioned. Oh, okay. That's literally the first thing I mentioned. <laughs> literally, he he smacked full into it. Now. Yes, Hungary. The one thing I wanted to talk about Hungary. So, Verstappen deserved to lead at this point. He was doing incredibly. The second thing to comment on, Sebastian got disqualified because he didn't have a litre in his car. Now, the reason they used to do that is they actually, like in the 70s and 80s, I don't remember when, they actually needed a litre of fuel to analyse if you were cheating or not. Nowadays, they don't need, they literally, like, they don't need a litre of fuel, but the rule just applies for absolutely no They're like, you have to have a litre in the car. But you don't need a litre for testing. I think they had like half a litre or something. Yeah, they had but a the, certain amount, yeah, but it so, wasn't enough. So what happened, the issue was, they can prove through their telemetry data and all of everything like that, that they actually did not use that last litre. It was in the engine, but they couldn't get it out. So they hadn't used it, but essentially the, the fuel was stuck, they couldn't get it out. And so they, they were disqualified. I just found that so bizarre because there's like, in the tank there's like half a litre or something. They're like, no, you need a litre. But you don't need a litre to do your tests. You Thanks. used to. It's fair enough if you used to need a litre. Fair enough. You had to disqualify a guy on them because you can't prove he's not cheating. With the technology you have today, you don't need a litre. So I, I just Maybe find the that... rules do need updating, to be fair. I find that so bizarre that they're actually disqualifying people for something as... 
stupid is that? I guess if you're sticking to the regulations, fair enough, but why are the regulations like that? Exactly. I th this is why I think the regulations need... Fair, like, obviously the rule was set in, like, I don't know when, and there's never been an issue with it. But, like, you need to, like, stop every few years, look at the regulations, be like, do we need a litre of... Definitely, no, yeah, yeah. we only need half a litre of... Okay, you, you only need half a litre of fuel in the car. Why, why force the teams to have one litre when you don't need a litre? Because th that actually affects the racing. If you have, like, an extra half a litre of fuel... You could push a bit more on the lap. You don't have to gonna dial down your engine. Yeah. But by then people are dialing down their engines to save fuel. But realistically, if you have an extra half a liter, you can say push. I don't know on on one lap, say. So it's kind of counterintuitive towards the racing aspect because you don't need that much. You need what zero point one of a it's, liter. It's sad to see. I'm glad. Uh, I'm just glad Vettel could uh, celebrate on the podium. That was nice. But obviously, yeah. it was taken away from him afterwards, bro. You could actually say as well that's a, a more points gifted for Lewis. Yeah, he so came Lewis third, been, but he got yeah. promoted to second, so that was lucky for him. And just worth mentioning, I think oh, we're going to have to do this in two parts, just to mention the uh, regulations while we're here. I actually had a look at the, the ones about the racing. Someone did an article on it because I was interested to see what the rule is about, you know, cars on the inside, cars on the outside, who gives the room, who owns the corner, and all of that stuff. The rules are pretty much just exactly what you've heard. So you're not allowed to move twice, weaving and stuff in front of the car uh, on the straights. You're not allowed to move late to like block someone, which was the Verstappen move. Like, I think that was introduced in like 2016, 17 or something. Like if you move really late, oh, yeah, just before you're about to break. He kept doing that, yeah. So he'd like, he'd move somewhere, he'd defend the inside. The other guy would... Uh, get ready to either move further to the inside or to the outside. He wait until they made their decision, and then block them, and then the other guy would have to break and all of this. It was it caused a lot of arguments. That was removed, so that's now a rule against that. Uh, if you're in the braking zone, so think uh, Monza twenty nineteen, Lewis and uh, what's his name Charles, you have to leave a car's width if the car's significantly alongside. I think it's front wing to rear tire or whatever it is. Uh, you have to leave at least a car's width. There's also, uh, I'm going to have to link these as well. I don't know if I can find it. Vettel and Alonso in 20, like 10 and 2012 or something. Oh, and they went Curva Grande in Italy. Oh, no. It's turn three. They go side by side and it's it's just really interesting. There I'll, is, I'll link it, I'll try link it. There is, like, if you go back to, I think it's 2012, and I think it's Sebastian overtakes Fernando uh, Silverstone. Same corner as Lewis, uh, Cobb's corner. And the overtakes, because Fernando gives a bit more space, the overtakes way cleaner. Because nice Max, Max doesn't give space, that's the cause of basically the accident. I think in Monza, Lewis did the same thing. But, uh, and just to bring the last one, uh, there's basically no regulation past. Like on the exit of the corner, I don't think there's... I'd have to refresh my mind on the article, I think but even, even there's basically no talk about the exit. I think even Nico came out and said that the regulations need to be changed. Like, they need to look at the regulations and kind of... They need to update the regulations. Um, yeah, he says that the regulations must be tightened. And I think, that is, I think that's necessary with, like, what we're seeing at the end of the season when the battle was getting heated. Yeah. I think all of it needs to change.
not necessarily change. But I think it needs to be clarified. I think the idea of you have to leave a car's width going in, uh, the idea that you're ahead so you do whatever you want, I think that makes no sense. Yeah. I think you have to give a car's width. But yeah, I think the regulations need to be clarified. Yeah, it's like they're purposefully vague to allow for all sorts of situations because racing, you can't mediate everything. But at the same time, you, I don't know if people. But overtaking is such an easy it. thing because overtaking, like, I get like the say red flag, you can change the tires and stuff because it doesn't happen as much. So you can't govern stuff like this. Mm. But uh, with the overtaking, you get how many overtakes per year? A like funny, 50 a ra- uh, race or something. A funny thing is in Bahrain, Sebastian crashed into the back of someone. I don't remember who. Who did he crash into? Ocon. 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 So the funny thing is after he crashed, he actually went past him and that was counted towards his overtake. Oh, I saw this. <laughs> yeah. That's that, that is the funniest thing I have read pretty much all week. Uh, but yeah, we'll link as like um, a throwback from the past. We'll link two videos this week: the Sebastian overtaking, no, Sebastian overtaking Fernando into cops, and uh, Martin uh, Brundle just roasting uh, Christian. Yes. Yeah. Is. I think we'll end it here. Yeah, we'll have to do a part two for uh, the second half of the season. So that brings us up to the winter break, and then we'll uh, the summer break. Up. That's yeah. exactly with me saying summer. instead of <laughs> dirty side of the grid. Uh, I'll bring us to, to the survive. summer break and then I'll take it to the winter break with everything between Spa and Abu Dhabi. Anyways, thank you guys for uh, tuning in and we'll see you next week.